0: mm
1: Good afternoon, it's Saturday 2.30 on the 26th of June. Um, and all, our fifth member of our team has just popped into the studio, are oh, excellent. Um, this is the last um, episode of Freak Trigger and the Lollards of Pop for this series, and it's a two-hour extravaganza as we melt in the heat of the studio. So joining me today, um, we have Magnus Ansem. Hello. Um, we have Nick Dastall. Hi. Um, we've got uh, Cicely Noel-Smith. Hello. And, um, oh, what's your name? Oh, Mark Sinker. Hang That's on. right. Um, today, in this wonderful heat, um, we are coming from Gla- the Glastonbury Festival live, um, enjoying the sun and dodging the rain um, between all the big bands and, um, well, hoping to see later Bruce Springsteen. Uh, who, who are you looking forward to seeing later, Magnus? Michael Jackson! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can look forward as long I've as I p- like.
2: I've paid so much money! <laughs>
1: This is um, <laughs> how, how much money have you paid to see Michael Jackson at the O2 Mark? All of it. <laughs> it, 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 it strikes me no, that the no O2. I paid it to you? see
2: it at Glastonbury. That's why it was so it, much more expensive.
1: He was, he was never coming to Glastonbury. <laughs>
2: That's not what I was I'm, told. I'm,
1: I'm glad we crossed this Rubicon <laughs> right away. Yes. Well, it's, it's been a day now. I, mean, we've, I think we've, we've come to terms of the, the sad news, and, um, and now we can, we can make mock. Too soon. It. Too soon. <laughs> <It's>
0: anyway, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> we'll never I want to see Rolf Harris
1: you want to see rolf harris where, where what stage is he playing on uh, i believe he's playing
3: on the world stage Ah, okay well yeah. he, in a
1: sense he's never not been
3: playing on the world stage <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> he's, he's he's a bit of a statesman in that way <laughs> um i mean obviously
1: he's from australia that counts as world music whereas uh, every everyone else who's from america or the or europe <laughs> or english speaking english speaking parts of europe will be on the non-world stages because i don't count as world. Well. um sis who are you looking forward to seeing
4: um, I'm looking forward to staying in my tent and not seeing anyone because I'm really miserable.
1: That's that's always I I, I always enjoy doing that actually. Yeah, it's, um, it's
4: it's the best way to
5: enjoy a festival. I think. It's
1: kind of the, it's definitely I know a lot of people who spent most of a Sunday at Glastonbury doing that. Yeah. Um, and Nick, you're you're a, you're a seasoned Glastonbury Glastonbury veteran. I
5: am. This I'm is your is this your tenth oh, Glastonbury I'm now? I'm loving it. Yeah, I think it's um, possibly my tenth, hundredth. Who knows? It's who knows? it's it's a lot certainly. And um, yeah, got looking forward to pronghorn later. Oh pronghorn. <laughs> 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 Told.
1: <laughs> some people say it might just be a DJ set. Oh, so d- when 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 Pronghorn play the DJ sets, it's always minimalist house, minimalist house, all yeah. sash all the time. Um, so anyway, um, that's the funniest joke ever. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, two hours of this. I, t- I tell you what, let's, um, let's 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 look at some actual memories of a free festival um, from from David Bowie. This 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 song is on Space Oddity, Mark. Um, um, yeah, I believe so. Although I think. It was actually for, on the LP before Space Oddity first, which right.
2: had, like, half the same tracks on it. Yeah, because it was, it was all kind of bundled together, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was some kind of Antonelli. And you. then
1: they had to re-release Space Oddity again for it to finally get charted properly, and then, you know, so... so well, they were making way for The Laughing Gnome. <laughs> so as then, are we all... And, yeah, it is the high point of Bowie's career. Uh, the Laughing Gnome, not... Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this is the second. This is, this is not bad, though. And that's Cock-Eyed David Bowie with uh, Memories of the Free Festival from Space Oddity. Um Mark, uh, do you know what festival that's about? No, I, I'm not absolutely sure. I think it's a festival in
2: the late 60s. Um, if we trust the documentary Velvet Goldmine, it's a festival <laughs> at which uh, David Bowie saw Tyrannosaurus Rex play and decided that's what he wanted to be when he grew up.
1: Um, it's one of the, that's one of those documentaries where the uh, the central character hasn't got the same name as the person in real life?
2: No, he, the the... Sem- the the person that the documentary is about is named after a song by Brian Eno, as all documentaries should be, but <laughs> yes. not enough. Art.
1: But then that, that, that's, that's very apt for David Bowie, since he's not named after what he's named after in real life either. Since that's David Jones is named after what David Jones is. Well, David, there's, Jones there's, there's,
2: is David Jones is his pre-stage stage name. I don't know what his actual name is.
1: Uh, it's probably Mark. Jones or something yeah,
0: like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. So um, anyway, it's, uh, have, you, have you seen any famous people backstage here at Glastonbury so far? I mean, I saw, I saw Adam and Joe this morning, I saw Joe Wiley. Um, in fact, the only people I've seen backstage so far have been uh, kind of journalists covering um, the festival.
4: Strange. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's possible because they are the only people who are backstage.
1: Well, unfortunately, the, the, back, the passes we've got for Glastonbury are, are backstage passes, which you'd expect, but unfortunately, they only allow us to go backstage. <laughs> and they, we're not allowed to actually see any of the bands at all. So it's. Um, it's hurrah! Which result! Yes, makes it better! <laughs> yes, which is, which is what happens at Glastonbury. I mean,. Um, I've never been
2: to Glassbury. Have you not? So I, you had to explain. Well, yeah. But this doesn't I've counts, never been backstage. before, and I don't understand why I'm here. <laughs> well, he obviously said Michael t- Jackson. I came for Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I paid to see Michael Jackson, and I don't understand why everyone laughs when I say that.
1: Yes. <laughs> have you not heard the news, Mark? <laughs> Farrah Fawcett is dead.
2: Yes, I'd heard that news. Yes. She's been out uh, for a long time. She had been out oh, for a long for time.
1: Um, yes. Uh, the, the Glastonbury Festival, you you have been to uh, Magnus, um, Nick, and Sis, have you? I don't
4: actually think I have. I think I was always more a Reading than Glastonbury kind of person.
1: Oh, we know. We know how to distinguish
2: the different festivals. Pete described this earlier on. It's to do with what you do once you weed in a bottle, what you do. <laughs> yes, no, yeah. No, it is, it, is, it is true.
1: At Reading, you would always throw it on stage. Yeah. Uh, at Leeds, you would drink it, and at Glastonbury, um, you, would, you would just drop it on the floor surreptitiously. Sur- sur- and at Womad, you could sell it to someone else to kill whatever. At <laughs> uh,
5: Tea in the Park, you you don't throw it at the stage, you throw it over the people behind you. Oh, OK. Because yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, you you've been,
1: You've been to Tea in the Park quite a no, bit. No, oh, have heard about the, oh, okay. Uh, that. OK. that. Glastonbury is your main your main festival choice. It is,
5: yeah. I went to Reading once, but um, I didn't really like it. Yeah. Which is ironic because the re- main reason I didn't like it was because I was kept awake all night by some people playing, "Do you really like it?" <laughs> um,
1: and your response was, "Yes, you were able." No, I was to a bit conclude. scared. They
5: were quite big boys, and yeah. uh, I, I stayed away.
1: And I've only I, been I to Reading once. I, I, I got that by winning a radio competition. Uh, they had a pair of tickets to give for the people who had the best story or best reason to go to Glastonbury, so I sorry, to Reading. So I rang up the radio station and said that my friends who had met two years previously at the Reading Festival were getting married the weekend before Reading and, and couldn't afford a honeymoon. Um, so I was getting, the, getting them for them. And, and I won them, and I felt a little bit bad because this was clearly <laughs> not true. And also it struck me that this was actually quite a good... Publicity stunt for the radio station. If they wanted to follow this, yeah. this, this couple. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was increasingly concerned that at the last minute before I got my tickets, they may follow up.
5: So you had to marry someone.
1: Basically, yeah, I took someone along with me. Um, we pretended to be married all weekend, and um, we pretended to have some children. She's now living in the states uh, with my two pretend children. Um, I see them occasionally. It's it's nice.
3: Um, Magnus, your, your, your memories of Glastonbury? Uh, well, I'm a big Glastonbury fan. I'm a particular fan of uh, walking very slowly in some mud and looking at the backs of other people's heads. Yes, that, that does happen a <laughs> lot.
1: It is, it is often, traversing Glastonbury is often like um, walking, walking up and down Oxford Street the week before Christmas, <laughs> but, cl- but less cold and,
3: and cleaner. I, I've got to say, I mean, I, obviously I'm a big fan of Glastonbury, but it's not been the same. It's not as it used to be. Um, uh, I, I liked it when it only had 100,000 people <laughs> yeah. there. I felt 140,000 was maybe a bit too much for you the
5: to
1: meet them all, came. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's got, it's got to go back to... I must admit, last time I was there, which was, which was two years ago, when, when the final day did, was, you know, all the usual battle of the Song metaphors sort of kick in, and it, it really was... The last sort of, last couple of hours were really just hell on earth for me, and we may revisit that later. But, um, but we, we were there with one of our friends, who is actually last with this weekend, and um, but on the other side, with the punters. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he's... Um, he, he did make that, that exact point. You know, as, as we were walking past the Manic Street Preachers, um, he, he found the, the, main, the main thing to moan about was the excess number of people, the extra 10,000 people that he, he thought put it over tipping point. I personally was complaining about the Manic Street Preachers, but that's, that's the way these things go. Um, Nick, how, how, many, how many have you been to?
5: I think I've been to six, yeah. I, had a, I, I was a late starter. I didn't go till 98, which was a bad one to start with, um, one of the, the muddiest. And then I had a break, and then I went um non stop from two thousand right. and two onwards until I've haven't been for a, for a while. Yeah, I so think years, the same time as me, you yeah. last one too, two, two mm-hmm. years ago. But um yeah, I, I I find it a little bit bit of a mystery the popularity of, of Glastonbury how it wanes and waxes mm. you know, the the whole thing of it slowly becoming that it's sold out within seconds and then somehow dropped off uh, and then and then come back
1: again. I think it's probably all tied to the weather. Um, I mean, if you had, I mean, for me, if, you, if you've had a really, or two really bad Glastonbury's in a row, or two really bad wet ones, then suddenly you feel. Wet ones. You feel the choice. Yes, yeah, well, indeed, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a favourite. Um, yeah, it, it, you do start thinking, well, oh, maybe I don't. And then I think everyone has that same feeling. And it's there for a new generation. Or is it? But
2: is it, yeah, is, yeah. is it the same group of people just going year after year?
1: I think a lot of it is. An awful lot of it is, and, you know, um, perhaps they should step by and give it to young people to get trench feet, foot, and so on.
4: Th- Reading is for young people. That's the point of Reading. That's why nobody could have believed your story about the friends who were getting married when they met at Reading, because nobody above the age of 16 goes to Reading, and if they do, they're really creepy. <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: I, as as said, <laughs> said, creepy guy yeah. um, <laughs> at, at Reading. Um.
4: But you feel, I, I remember going when I was about 18 and just feeling really. Old? Yes, <laughs> and terrified because suddenly I was the old people that I'd always hated.
1: Well, well we're all the old people that we all hate yeah. now, so, which is I a great thing. The good old people thing. I
5: like. I think you're the old person I hated. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I, is, is you're the person thing? we all hated. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no that's 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 Yeah, that's, age that's, has nothing to do with it. That. That's <laughs> often
1: true, though. No. Um, I, I think I, I do have that terrible thing of being you know, the Glastonbury the old hand and walking around, oh, walk down there, So, when, when was your first? My first was ninety-three. So and What happened then? I uh, got very drunk. <laughs>
2: so you're not one of the people who can, because Karl seems to be able to remember, even though he is not absolutely sober during all of the... No, <laughs> he seems to be able to remember every single thing that I he wrote write, in he, order. He
1: writes stuff down, and he's got like the clash list. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't go back as far as say the sort of the wartime Glastonbury, it's the blackout Glastonbury of '41, <laughs> and so on, when everyone played with no lights on at all. And um, and you know, we've we traced it back to. I mean, Jesus probably went to Glastonbury, um, the festival. Uh, it's quite likely when when they came over to the UK, visited Glassman's Well, it, They probably it, came yeah, to for the Joseph Aaron yeah Aaron Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, kids out of Reading
5: for being a creepy guy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Was you
1: know, I, I think we've got a live link up now. Back to the world stage. Oh. Unfortunately, the only <laughs> the only stage that we're actually allowed to broadcast from is the world stage, as far as I can understand, the jazz world stage. And um, this is a, a, a Swiss Japanese combo, I believe, um, called uh, Tim and, and Puma Mimi. Um, and uh, we may maybe asking you to translate this later, sis. Okay. So, um, just I'll, I'll keep we'll see how it goes, anyway. But it's out to the main stage. Crowd are very quiet for them this time of day, often. But yeah, uh, in there. Yeah, okay. One, two, one, two, three, four, two,
2: one, four,
0: one, five, two. <laughs>
2: Three, four...
1: I just saw um, Fern Cotton walking past. She was talking to her people about a new egg campaign for some cotton balls. I, seen, I think I see what they're doing there. So if you see uh, Fern Cotton's balls out there, um, that's what she'll be doing. It's very overwhelming, the size of Glastonbury and number of people here. But, I mean, it's not the only festival in the world. And, and arguably it's quite small compared to, say, something like the Edinburgh Festival. Magnus, um, you are a regular at the Edinburgh Festival as well. Do you,
3: you spend your life jumping from festival to festival? That's right. I'm a festival jumper. I've um, yeah. The, the Edinburgh Festival does have uh, one of the key aspects of what I think is is necessary for a festival, and, that, and it's a personal view. I know that this isn't anything in, in the definition of it, and it has got to have a kind of. For me, it's got to have a carnival aspect. So with Glastonbury, you've got to be able to occasionally see a twenty-foot Jarvis cocker wandering around on stilts. Uh, that you were possibly
1: on drugs that time. <laughs> Actually, no, no, you've never been on drugs at Glastonbury. Um, you're a very clean-living boy. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, I do know someone who was very worried about a... a, a, a who, who did take some kind of substance and saw glass- saw a Jarvis Cocker um, and thought he was going to poke his eyes out, even though he was miles away on stage. But he has got very long, bony hands. <laughs> you said, you, said um, you think a festival should have a carnival atmosphere.
3: Uh, yeah. Why, um,
1: what's the difference between a festival and a carnival?
3: Uh, well, festival, I think, I mean, it, I, I don't actually know what the definition is. I'm waiting a gog for you to tell us what the origin of the word is at some point. But the, I, uh, I, wait, wait, away. <laughs> <laughs> lot, lots of things which call themselves festivals don't seem to have a carnival to them. So, for instance, the festival of carols seems to be a sequence of carols. And I'm sure that's a legitimate use of the word festival. Mm. And yet it doesn't have a carnival. I'm
1: not it. sure. I think the word <laughs> festival is often appended to something to make it seem sexier. Jollier. There, was, you know, a, there
2: yeah. was um an organisation in the sixties called the Festival of Light, which Mary Whitehouse was um coming to do and essentially its job was to say, No, you're not allowed to do this anymore.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. No I mean we, we, we have at my work a festival of training every year. <laughs> 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 which in no
5: way is, is like a festival
1: and um yeah, I
5: think I think a lot of I mean a lot of film festivals, a lot of small, smaller ones, they don't really have much of a carnival atmosphere. Perhaps they have some kind of opening. But opening a festival light, can have a
1: carnival atmosphere, but
2: a carnival can never have a festival atmosphere.
1: Uh, do you want me to tell you the difference between a festival and a carnival, or sis, do you want to tell us?
4: Uh, I think I think you should, Pete.
1: Meat. That's what the carne in carnival means. It means meat. <laughs> yeah,
2: it the means farewell fest to fest meat. Is yes. A
1: but but festival. Feste
2: is a is a rather boring clan in a in a, um, a Shakespeare play. Mm and so I think festival is like the sense of relief everyone feels when this clan finally
1: leaves the (laughs) stage. It's true, it's true, all of Shakespeare's Shakespeare's comedy comedy turns. His
2: clans in particular
1: are actually not what we
2: currently think of as funny. Or indeed of (laughs) clans, because we don't think of clans as funny anymore, we think of clans as scary, but Shakespeare's clans aren't funny or scary.
1: Um, as you can see, one, one, one big difference between Glastonbury, when, when I was much younger, when I went in 93, and, and recently, is back, back in 93, police weren't allowed on site. Um, but as you can, as you can hear, um, not only are they allowed on site now, but they have high-speed pursuit cars racing up and down the site. Um, Were the
2: police allowed on site?
1: Um, I, that would be before my time, but I'd like to think they weren't. Um, I guess walking on the moon or something like that, I don't... I, they, I, they almost certainly did play Glastonbury sometime. I mean, I mean, in the sort of early 80s... It would have been reaching. it's sort of starting to get big bands and and stuff like that. Who would have been outside their usual range. So it was getting a bit metal in the early '80s. Um, if, unfortunately, if if, as, if our friend Steve was here, he'd better tell you because he can remember every Glastonbury ever. Has ever been, yeah. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, so back to Edinburgh,
3: Magnus. Uh, yeah, well, the Edinburgh Festival itself, of course, isn't what most people think of as a festival. That's the Fringe, which is a sort of slightly more amateurish, although less and less so. And it, it wasn't amateurish ten years ago, and it's absolutely not now. Isn't uh, there, there's, there's a Fringe for the Fringe now, isn't there, if I remember? Well, yes. There are venues yeah. which are listed in, in the Fringe book, mm-hmm. and then there are people who aren't uh, performing in these listed venues, and that's a Fringe on top of the Fringe. Um, that the so I'm
2: I'm not performing in this. Am I in this list? More or less, yeah.
3: <laughs> in some ways, yes. <laughs> I think you are, well, yeah. Well, if, if, you, if you performed at Glastonbury and... Uh, sorry, if you performed at Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> if you performed at Glastonbury, I'd be so impressed, Mark. <laughs> uh,
2: I would be, too.
1: I mean, the, because <laughs> the, the, Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Festival goes back to the original, the actual
3: official festival. Uh, yeah that's right which uh, kicked off in the 50s. Yeah I think, I think, I think you're right Yeah, and uh, and in fact if you look at the, fe- the festival programme it's only really got about a dozen things in it. I mean it's sort of like ballet and opera and, and uh, stuff which takes up big important venues Yeah, and that doesn't feel like what I think of as the Edinburgh Festival and I know I mean the Fringe and the, the things I like about the Fringe are all things which I think are a bit sort of state and uninteresting about uh, just putting on a bunch of, of uh, quite conventional plays and so on mm. in quite v- venues which would be very used to having them. Do
1: you, do you Ever go to any of the official festival things when you're, at, when you're at the festival?
3: Yes, we have family outings too.
1: Ah, okay, uh. okay, you, you said that in, in a way that makes me understand exactly what they're like. <laughs> no, and, no, I always and, enjoy it. It's just, it's, it's a different like, category. But like the, they're like the plays and stuff yes, like that, and they're the, right. the stuff at the big big venues, and, yes. um, which may then transfer to London or be so mm-hmm. terrible that you'll look at each other often and say, Who's <laughs> into the first person to say how rubbish that was? And then, then there's the film festival and then there's mm-hmm. the book fest. The book festival seems to be a particular damp squib
3: as part of the whole thing. I, I love the book festival. I really, really enjoy it. It's, um, the book festival is one where I always try and get... Uh, I really enjoy reading the programme. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. It's, um, <laughs> it's a festival of reading. I mean, on, it's <laughs> but it, it, it's because it, um, it exists more in the, the ambition than the, the execution. Yes, well, <laughs> I,
1: that's, that's why I'm saying it's a bit of a damp squib, because in the end, a festival of books... It's like, no, like, no, it's, it's, it's a festival
3: it. of... of um, um, authors basically. Oh, okay. And so it's got uh, three or four tents where authors will come and, and rotate, and, and they get for a hundred. They 100
4: <laughs> 100 <laughs> I just walk around. Yeah.
1: The tent. And and you, it, so you you a fashion. More scientists, <laughs> it's, like it's a bit like yeah. London
3: Fashion Week, but <laughs> with <laughs> Terry Pratchett with
1: his hat off or something like that. <laughs> Particularly unpleasant thoughts. but
5: um, uh, Nick, have you, you ever been to the Edinburgh Festival? I have, yes. I mean, as I, I, I recently moved down from Glasgow, and obviously it's quite easy to pop over from Glasgow to Edinburgh. Yeah, so well, you've got a very, very broad Scottish so hats, so I think. Yes. This well aware of wear. Um. <laughs> so um, yes, now I would pop over and see and see, uh, often just sort of silly comedy things, but uh, occasionally I would sort of make more of a fist it and hunt out some decent plays and stuff. Mm. I have actually been to the official festival once as well. So.
1: This Edinburgh. I took a play up once. Oh,
3: now Max, you've taken stuff up as well, haven't you? Before you've been involved with. Uh, yes, I have, both, but quite tangentially. It'll be nothing like what says. Yes. Yeah. So about. yeah what, what, what was your What was your plan? I, mean, this I, was, I was, didn't really. This was a fringe. the Fringe Yeah. So sure. This was the
4: Um we were in the last week, so we, I think we were sort of uh, yes. had limited presence in like reviews and stuff, which was probably a good thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was
1: your role in this?
4: Um I wrote it. I <laughs> acted in it. So But it, that's pr-
1: that's it, a pretty major contribution was, I reckon. What was it major. called?
4: I can't actually remember.
1: You wrote it. You I know. wrote it. You, you wrote it. Remember. You can remember.
4: By, the, can by remember. the third day I hated it so much.
1: You can remember <laughs> if not you have I to make up something otherwise we will keep asking you to, to tell us what it was called what, what was know, it about? It, what I was it about? It
4: was about the turning of the show. Okay. But
1: Is it was it was it about how sexist the, the taming of the screw shrew is or taming of the-, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the turning the turning of the shrew or the taming of the yeah. screw. <laughs> but two, um, two match up plays I've always wanted to do. Uh
4: basically, yes. yes. Yeah. It was a bunch of girls yeah. doing a play about with with no male characters about how the taming of the shrew was totally sexist. Oh my god.
1: I've been I've been in a play like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, quite good. It's, uh, it's with that plot. So he may have ripped it off someone as well. But it didn't have a plot. Oh,
4: okay. Did
1: you <laughs> see any reviews? Was it improvised? <laughs> it, it was semi devised. semi devised. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, sorry. we're not. We're not. We're, we're not. I don't making... need to give
4: you the title for you to understand everything about it.
1: We, we're not making fun of you, sis. We, we, we didn't know. We didn't know about this until you no. I mean, just <laughs> mentioned it. Otherwise, and we would have planned some really good <laughs> jokes about it. But let's be honest, none of the rest of us have dared. Okay, no? absolutely. What what venue was it?
4: in? Uh, the one at just by Greyfriars Bobby.
1: Magnus,
3: you know what that is? The what? The pub? The Greyfriars Bobby pub? Uh, the no, 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 that, it's, the it's actually yeah. a theatre, Oh what, okay. the Bedlam and Theater? it's called Bedlam.
1: it might be Bedlam. Bedlam. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, that's that's a relatively major venue. That's yes, that's it right. is. Yeah. And oh. what year was it?
4: <laughs> I can't remember what oh, was it uh, called I'd finished school I've forgotten the name
1: it's
0: okay we, we had
4: we had um, audiences ranging from 26 people to 6 people so the likelihood of your ever meeting someone who has seen this and is not one of my friend's mums. All oh, right, it's pretty low. Fair
1: enough. You oh, can hear that helicopter coming. In. That's probably Kanye West <laughs> coming in now, um, or it might be Kanye West Auto Tune Machine. Um, I think we're, we're going oh to jump to another track way. now. Um, Nick, this is this is one of your tracks. I have no idea which one it is. Yes, the this first. is
5: um, this is the popular band Scouting for Girls and uh, their song. Scouting for girls Sorry to yeah. go back to Glastonbury, but you know, yeah, well, it's
1: yeah, in my heart. A, but we are um, no. sc- scout, uh, scouting for girls, which is of course legal now. Scouting for girls. Scouting. But the, the actual movement, the scouting for girls. Because girls can be in the scouts. Why are you
0: looking at me? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a fuzzy head. I'm not getting out of bed today, no way. I didn't get until half past three from Glastonbury last night. I don't remember much. Because I spent all my money at the of bus. I have the time of my life, but I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you in Glastonbury next year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you at Glastonbury next year. It's all a soggy mess, but I've been having a best days away. I made me a friend or three At Glastonbury last night I don't remember much Cause I lost all my senses At the side of us I had the time of my life I couldn't tell you, 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 I couldn't tell you you why. I left my wellies at the gate, waved goodbye to my mates. I said we'll see you here next year. Got my tent blown away, some stroke in the day, but I'll be coming back next year.
1: saying whoa, that the um, yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. i see you at Glastonbury next
1: year yeah okay we'll, we'll, we'll see um, Scouting for Girls are playing on the smallest stage um, at Glastonbury this year uh, as befits their miniscule talent um no no that, that was that was um just glastonbury right um right. Right. and bands who write songs about glastonbury um are they any ever any different from that i mean it, you have to give
2: it to to david bowie this was a free festival yeah. at which the sun machine came down <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i mean that somehow that perhaps yeah, that it has a certain <laughs>
5: grandeur that this lacks but, i mean <laughs> i think this is probably more true to the you know most people's experience of glastonbury it's about you know even is that a good where he's thing? Behind. No, probably not. Right. But it's uh, you know it has a certain honesty about it, and uh, I think there aren't that many songs I don't think about Glastonbury. But um, there's a know, lot. Of, there's quite a few, quite a few sort of instrumentals. That, yeah, um, there's some, <laughs> some that are about the actual place rather than the festival, and 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 focus more on the spiritual aspect. You did, but, you did put a few on the
1: CD, though. I mean, I, I could play the yeah, next track if you well, wanted. To,
5: uh, but uh, be my guest. Well, of course, Mike Scott is a, is a stalwart of, um, of Glastonbury Festival, and he's, he's written two Glastonbury songs. Really, um, wow. this one. A friend of mine was complaining the other day that um, she overheard someone at her work saying, uh, referring to Glastonbury's glasters, and this was Mm. seen as beyond the pale. Because everyone knows to talk glasto. should be glasto. (laughs) But but, um, I had to remind her that Mike Scott, who knows about such things, um, had a song called... Going back to Gloucester's um, I, I, which, I, I, it's here. I, mean, which, I could uh, you play. You could play later. I could play, it, but
1: I, 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 I think I'd rather hear you read out some of the words in a Paméz-esque voice, if you can.
5: Oh well, yeah. Well, it, it has got something of that about it. You kind of think he sort of knocked it off in a, in a couple of minutes. It has a very simple, simple rhyme scheme, and it, and it does sort of evoke. Give, us, a, give us the first. Give us the first. Well, the f- the first. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do it in that style. Um, I first played the Pyramid Stage back in 1984. Kerry and Kev. Bervon bass, carry-on keys, Kevon drums, and Anto man made four. <laughs> that, I, stayed me, actually, I, I stayed up all night. To me, that actually. I stayed up all night, wide awake, wearing a mile-wide grin, digging the transient city and all that grooved within. Oh,
1: dear. <laughs> no, you thought. Sis,
5: um, I, would, I want you to read, it, read one out now, because uh,
4: how? You, know? yeah, you, you
1: picked the style. Uh, in the style of Kate from Taming with the Tree. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's just very it sort was of actually shy mostly scene, isn't it? physical theatre. Semi-device. Yeah. Mean.
4: Played a storm in 86. Felt like we were the kings. Fiddle bows and mandolins. Sure broke a lot of strings. <laughs> we played purple rain. Medicine bow. And the healing has begun. I climbed the tower at the break of dawn just to salute the sun.
1: Does anyone, anyone else around here want to hear uh, the Waterboy's version of Purple Rain?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i
3: guess, I've got to say, that just sounds horrible. Just, you know. I, I, this strikes me as a very cynical song. I think this might be a kind of attempt at a vindaloo for Glastonbury. OK, mate. Well, re- you read, you read
1: re- the next bit, then. <laughs> OK. You, 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 you um, inst- inst- the instill chorus. it with your... In the style of Keith Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in of style. style. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Keith Allen, who is a regular at Glastonbury, we just saw him backstage... Um,
3: and, uh, having a fight with Mark Radcliffe, so... And I'm going back to Gloucester's, walking tall. Yes, I'm going back to Gloucester's, walking tall, walking tall. I'm going back to Gloucester's, I can't go any faster. <laughs> <laughs> faster. <laughs> I'm going back to Gloucester's, that's all. <laughs> if only it was. was I mean, I, 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 pass pause over here, <laughs> I,
1: I, feel, I feel there's a... There's a, oh, oh, Another no,
4: right, half okay. of the song to go. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. The next time was 89 with the Raggle Taggle Band. We were jamming gigs and reels in a backstage transit van. I wore a wedding suit I sang When You Go Away. Sharon Shannon's
3: accordion was the soundtrack of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, Will yeah. there Welcome actually be people singing ago. this and the coach going home from Glastonbury?
1: Well, the water boys. We? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when, when they when they come back and they they can't get on, can't, they don't get on stage anymore. They, they uh, these days, Mike Scott will only ever play the acoustic tent, um, or they'll only ever let him play the acoustic tent because uh, Sharon Shannon won't let him. He's got he's got the, she's got restrained so Is on the there end. is there a
2: really obvious hierarchy of approval of tents?
1: Uh, in, in, uh, vis vis the uh, the stages that people play on. Or... I've, this is the
2: first time I've been here, and I'm only backstage. Yeah, you can only see them from backstage. <laughs>
1: I mean, there's the, the the main the main stage is the pyramid stage, um, and does that mean it's the best, or does it not mean it's the best? It means you the older established artists play there.
5: Well, you could say. I mean, there yes. are a lot of older established artists who are also playing less prestigious tents, such as the Avalon tent, but they um... they, they they choose to play there because <laughs> no pressure.
2: Yeah. Where yeah. would Gong be playing Avalon, Avalon tent?
5: <laughs> 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 because
2: obviously they're the the oldest and also the most prestigious because well, those two often I mean, go david together in this room so david, david allen does. was there when jesus and jesus of arimathea first arrived at glastonbury <laughs> with their um thorn tree <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that <no>, no, is <laughs> that's true but i mean we, we, we could probably maybe even do a live link up to the avalon stage now and see who's playing there i mean i don't i don't it's know not but, I want my money uh, it's not gone i don't think it's i don't think it's gone but let's 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 see let's see we've got a oh no, 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 that's, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong track, wrong track, um, r- Wrong stage. Wrong stage, sorry, <laughs> yes, Right. let right, let's, let's see, let's see, that's um, and the other stage, of course, always had the worst, um, the worst equipment, so, oh, oh that, can, there's the don't crowd You need yeah. equipment too. you're talented. Oh, there's the crowd. Oh. Who's, who's it? Oh, good lord, it's Emerson Lake and Palmer playing that <laughs> <Not> Rocker. <laughs> They they're used to this live all the time. I, I, I hadn't realised they'd reformed for this Glastonbury uh, ELP. but, um... Yeah, I, I...
2: My memory is that this was their show-stopping second <laughs>
1: Hong Kong. Sadly, very rarely actually show-stopping Well, no, yeah, <laughs> only a third and 4th Oh, yeah, I think there's uh, pictures of museums that got, have got this on it or something like that, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. I don't think he's actually on in. Because it's by check <laughs> no, no, no. But here, I think right? it might be a bonus track for, on one of the CD reissues. Oh, that's, right. that's as you say. But say that you can say, I mean, we've we got a small monitor and We can see the crowd frogging away to this. Um, all holding, all glass, grasping very large two litres of green bottles for some reason. It's 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 odd. Don't be, sadly, Bumble himself mm. died last year.
2: No. He he left. Being a he left being a professional guitarist behind in the 60s and became an economics professor at oh, right. uh, a Southern American university. Professor B. I mean, Bumble. I can't remember his actual name. but, well, but Surely that um, was his actual name. That's... Freaky Trigger has a little exchange from a couple of his pupils saying that he was a great man. Oh, excellent. So...
1: Yes, yeah, so but those of you who haven't realised, this is a trigger on the Lords of Pop, uh, going into our oh, um, no, we're still in our first so... hour. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> that... <laughs> Tempest doesn't feud it always, does it? Um Wait, going. But yes, going.
2: Um, into a fortieth
4: minute. Yes. Um
2: we
1: have so much left to say. Well, We've yeah, said yeah.
3: exactly a third of what we need to say.
1: Yeah, the, the with all the with the crowds here and so on, there's there's no end of no end of material here. Mm, um that's
3: um, crowdsource
1: it. But yes, indeed, yeah. The um we could crowdsource, yes. <laughs> or crowd surf. That's you said that that was what that Japanese track was about, was the the the, the team. Is, yeah, diving into a sea of people for the first yeah. time,
4: then I stopped paying attention.
1: But you're not allowed to do that glass me anymore.
4: Right
1: into a wave of people. Wave of people. But you yes, um, pearls into a wave, of people. you could do that at Gleinborn, I think, <laughs> not at Glastonbury. That's, yeah, um... that's
2: why Glyndebourne is better. Yeah,
1: it's better. Perhaps best surfing work. at Glyndebourne is <laughs> sublime. <laughs> <laughs> Pims, darling, pims. Um But yes, uh, as Mark, as Mark um, intimates there, uh, there's loads more material on uh, the website, UK, where you'll be able to pick up a podcast this show if you need to listen to it again, because uh, you haven't quite got through the density of some of the things we say. said. I
2: think I'm going to have to listen to it again. <laughs> so i okay, tell what's
1: happening. Um, yes, um, and on there, uh, there are a few, um, a few tributes to Michael Jackson um, for the last couple of days, and uh, a, f- a few mentions of the other... He's died in the last couple of days as well. Um, Ian Loveday. Ian Loveday, yeah, from Eon. Oh, um, he, I think he is Ian. I yeah, think he's from. from. What? Was. But, um, no, no, in, yeah. in my heart he is. He's still, there. He, yeah. Okay, that's The spice Must Flood. The Spies Must Flood. <laughs> um, Sky Saxon, The Seeds, um, who I know little about, apart from.
2: He had a funny little,
1: sort of, scrawny little voice, which was very moving. <laughs> yeah, and an old, old colleague of yours, Mark, Stephen Wells died unfortunately uh, yeah, a couple
2: of days he
1: died, ago me died, died too yes yeah so it's um, very, a very very, sad period for most of us um, which that crowd cheering in the background
3: <laughs> is in no way
1: making a sight of ironic well, counterpoint c- celebrating so. their
3: lives I think yeah so yeah. exactly,
1: celebrating via the music of Emerson Lake and Palmer and I think I think That's we'd, all, we all, like, do. we'd so all like to be able to do that. Have the LP finished now? Can they move their lorries, please? <laughs> oh, you, you Evan's stuck on, on, a, on the motorway <laughs> behind the LPs. Emerson Lake. See, Lake's lorry should be smaller, because it's got a smaller name, but um, and, it doesn't And work. all it has
2: in it is the carpet that he used to stand
1: on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but he had to justify the lorry. <laughs> and Those of you don't know what we're talking that about. I that the lorry is actually
2: full of, of everyone. Well, in fact, it's basically full of Carl Palmer's kit, which is
1: actually in all three... Yeah, really. <laughs> you're probably right, yes. <laughs> now, um, uh, d- d- so d- to, to bring it back to more more festivals in general, I mean, uh, where um, Freak Trigger is normally recorded on the South Bank of London uh, would be a, a dead spit away from the fest- where the Festival Britain site was. Uh, um, yes, it's a little to the east, but that's right. Yeah, and the Festival of Britain, which is now uh, the site of the Festival Britain Britain, is where, now where um, the National Theatre is and so on, um, th- that sort of area, and the bomb site around there. Um, as now, I mean, it, it, it looks like that's almost been there forever. The current, the kind of current architecture, but it's you wouldn't you'd be surprised to know that that concrete has only <laughs> been there thirty years. The one of the strange things about the Festival of Britain was that a lot of it was built and then
2: taken down. back down again, as
1: as <laughs> as was the once back. then uh, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Because was the pictures I've seen of some of the, some of the some of the architecture look really quite. It's not I mean, the sky. It, it, it seemed a great pity to take the skyline down, for instance. Um, I'm,
2: the impression that I've got from reading about it, as I wasn't fact, not actually at, no, it, no, you, you, uh, you, you, <laughs> nowhere near he, that he old, is that it was pretty exciting, hmm. and uh, it, the the era was known as the New Elizabethan era mm-hmm. because the queen was still
5: young, and they,
2: they thought uh, that somehow and still called Elizabeth, and was still called Elizabeth, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there, was,
5: there was a lot of um, cynicism about it as well, in the same way that there was about the Millennium Dome. Noel Coward wrote a song mocking it, I think, too. That was kind of his time, job, again, though. to mock everything, really. But yeah, it but a I think there was a general kind of, of, you know, um, kind of post-war yeah. p- government doing these big things was generally mocked. Well, uh, well, we still need money. You know, we're not getting paid enough, or all that kind of stuff. I mean,
1: it's, it's interesting you mention the Millennium Dome because um, in the in in the, a, a number of the stories about the death of Michael Jackson. Um, the role of um, the O2 and the fifty gigs are plan there have been have been raised, and indeed um, there is a suggestion that the the stress of doing those gigs or planning to do those gigs may have contributed to it. Which, um, if you follow the logic back, means that basically uh, the Tory government uh, killed Michael Jackson mm, because what? they they put they they invented the Millennium Dome, they commissioned the, the Millennium Dome, and designed it, and, and designed it, it, and built it, um, so and killed Michael Jackson, and, and therefore killed Michael Jackson with it. So, it's um, good
4: to have something more to blame them for.
1: Well, I think, you know, I think... I'm, I I'm had m-
4: been, you know, missing out
1: on... <laughs> it. Uh, we're, outside of it. we're outside of an election period now, so uh, the Ofcom rules, I believe, allow us to say that that's just another reason for you not to vote Tory next year. But I'm just <laughs> saying that, you know, just a, just, just a hint. I'm not, you know, not, I'm not going to question people's voting practices in any way. Um,
4: They're actually planning on rebuilding the Skyline, aren't they? Well, I say planning. I mean, there are a group of people who would like the Skyline to be rebuilt, Perhaps permanently.
1: There is there is talk of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, although ob-
4: there's no longer space on the South Bank, so they want to build it in Crystal Palace.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, well, that's there's plenty of space there
2: because there's yeah. just a big, like, a platform waiting for something to be built on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, this should. Be, if 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 they're in the in the business of rebuilding stuff, it strikes me that perhaps rebuilding the Crystal Palace at Crystal Palace might be a better way around it. Mm. You're looking at me like I'm a fool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, but that's not because of what you just said. No. <laughs>
1: I, I that's 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 true. Okay, well um, yeah, no. Uh if you want to I want, if you want to continue looking at me like a fool, um here's a here's a little tribute to Michael Jackson, um uh, which is um I think you'll we'll send you a coconut version of beat it.
6: better disappear. The fire's in the ice and the words are really clear. So beat it. Just beat it. You better run. You better do what you can. Don't wanna see no blood Don't be a macho man. You wanna be tough. Better do what you can. So beat it. But you wanna be bad. Just beat it. Beat it. No one wants to beat the Showing how funky strong is your fight. It doesn't Who's on all right? Just beat it Just beat it Just beat it Just beat it they how to get you better Live what you can Don't wanna be a boy You wanna be a man You wanna stay alive Better do what you can So beat it Just beat it You have to show them That they're really not scared You're playing with your life This ain't not true or dare They'll kick you They'll beat you they tell you that it's fair So beat but you wanna be back, just be there. be there, no one wants to beat the beat. Showing how funky strong is your fight. It doesn't matter, who's on right. Just be there. be there, no one wants to beat the
0: beat. Showing how funky strong is your fight. It doesn't matter,
6: who's on no right, just be there?
1: So yes, that's uh, send your coconuts and beat it. Um,
4: it's good to
1: be by the world stage. It is. It is good to be by the world stage. I mean, it's nearly every act who's played Me um, this weekend so far has done a tribute to Michael Jackson. Almost as if they're leaping on some kind of bandwagon. Um, but um, I, I certainly would say you've never seen Earth Song performed until you've seen Kasabian perform Earth Song. Um, <laughs> they, they 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 imbued the song with a, with a certain. Subtle gravitas that the original just didn't have. And, I uh, fear
3: then I'll never see Earth song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> quite, possi- quite possibly. Um, I mean, Earth song is uh, a song which is which is all about the end of the world, and well, and elephants, and elephants. As well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's mainly about the end of elephants, actually, isn't it? Really, it's it, it's 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 a song which is suggesting that the the human race may not be um, the best custodians of the planet, and we should be thinking. Which
4: is really. It was the thing I felt most in the 90s was that the world was due to end very, very soon Mm. because all the dolphins and all the elephants and everything were dying and the bomb was going to drop and kill us all.
3: Not in the 90s. Not in the 90s. No. No, no, hold on a minute. I think we might have hit on something else here. Sis is um, uh, probably about a decade younger than me. She's
1: exactly a decade younger than me.
3: And uh, in the 80s, you were worried about them dropping the bomb. Mm. In the 90s, CIS was worried about them dropping the bomb. We need someone 10 years younger than CIS <laughs> and find out whether they're worried about the bomb being dropped right now. I don't they think it's going to be dropped right now. because
4: of North <laughs> Korea. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. I mean, who,
3: were you, who were you worried about? Who, who did
1: you think was going to drop the bomb?
4: Uh, it was just a general sense. The <laughs> bomb was, I mean, I, I don't think we, we actually had a sense that anybody owned a bomb that they might drop. It was just the knowledge that, or, and nuclear power was just going to kill us. Yeah,
1: yeah. somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly in the eighties, there was the, the. For me, there was a constant fear, uh, and I'm going to say constant overriding fear above anything else that um, nuclear war could start at any second. Mm. Um, and I'm sure going back even further when it when it was more likely to actually be happening. Um, I yes, I think that. That I I
2: grew up in an era where it was kind of a promise, mm. and but by by the eighties <laughs> you feel a little like, let down. Yes, uh, by the eighties we were certainly beginning to get a bit hinky that that you know things it were not going
1: there. to plan. Yeah, because you know it you, was, you, it was, you'd bumped off school because so, you didn't no point well, in taking what, exams. Exactly.
2: One of the great advantages of living, living under the threat of apocalypse is that you're allowed to do what you want because yeah. who's going to tell you off when we're all charred sticks.
1: I mean, certainly the the, um, the kind of excess that a lot of the Jehovah's Witnesses went on um, in 1914, just before they climbed a big mountain expecting the world to... Those of you who don't know the story, um, the original Jehovah's Witness sect um, believed that the world was going to end on New Year's Day uh, 1914. Um, and so um, they sold all their worldly possessions, went up on a two-week bender and went up this mountain... Um, and then came down a bit sheepish about a week later. Um, one,
2: one of the interesting things about the sheepish aspects of it, there's a, in Ken Hollings' book about um, sort of weird events after mm. the, in the in the 50s, is that there was actually uh, a sociological study done of a sect who'd said that the world was going to end in, whatever it was, 1949, some sect there in 1949. Yeah. And the study was like, before they said this, while they was, while it was supposed to be happening, and then afterwards... And they weren't cheap at all. Yeah, Mm. they they were. They basically said said, yeah, we we were we were absolutely right in every regard, except that the the term, the fifteenth of December nineteen forty nine, does not mean what is uh, normally assumed to (laughs) mean. Or words to that effect. They they became much more militant.
0: Yeah.
1: But I mean, even if it was the Julian calendar to blame, you'd only have to wait about a month later and then it would happen. But no, like not
5: the, mind, the, the, mind, the mind
1: always has a way of reconciling
2: yeah, the, the, things. Your conventional yes, you know. understanding of the yeah. Julian calendar is, is absurd. Um,
3: well, th- this was actually covered in a book called Mistakes Were Made by, not by But Not By Me. Mm. And it was one of the instances of uh, post-rationalisation and auto-justification. And what it said is that the more committed you were to the idea beforehand, the more you would just be, uh, be committed to it, no matter what the cost would have been to you after after the idea, even in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. Whereas if you're kind of like only partially committed, you just abandoned the idea and you could walk away from it very fast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean the, if if my uh, this was always my response to uh, Jehovah's Witnesses when they came to the door. My my dad's response to them was Are you the bunch who thought the world was going to end in nineteen fourteen? To which the response was nearly always, Well it was a bad year
5: <laughs> um, I was never I never the Javis Witnesses never came to our door as far so as I know. I did watch a television programme in nineteen eighty one that um was about various um, apocalyptic prophecies and, mm. and went to Nostradamus and, and also Mother Shipton. Um, and she was, I don't know if you're aware of Mother Shipton, but she was a, a 15th century sort of Nostradamus witch, competitor. Witch, yeah, I British witch. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Well, I think she was a very ugly woman. I don't know if she was actually <laughs> a witch. but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying all witches are ugly. <laughs> no. Anyway, her prophecies became very popular and they became republished over and over. And um, One of them, one of the most famous, was that... Um, came in a rhyme saying, um, the end of the world will come in 1891, um, which obviously it didn't. But, uh, but it does rhyme. It, did, it did rhyme. It could have been the
4: oh, end well, of a world, just not this
5: world. Yeah, well, it also, it also, obviously Mother Shipton wasn't around to defend herself, but it turned out that because her books had been republished so many times, other people had sort of inserted things, and it turned out to be a, a guy in the 18th century who'd come up with this, um, this rhyme, and he, he he confessed that it wasn't it wasn't him back in before it actually. It's, it's interesting. But, then, it, but, looks the, like but it, might it came, came round again. Line
1: because because going back to class. Is
5: <laughs> it <all laughs> right? But it came around he again must have been because he was very old. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. He confessed earlier on, I think, before the actual thing happened. Before the world didn't happen. <laughs> but then it came around again because some people said maybe very ignorant people who hadn't realised well, this was before the internet, perhaps they had couldn't check out, you know, that it had been exposed as a fraud, but they thought maybe it was 1981 instead of 1891 mm. or maybe this was just a peg on which to hang the television programme, but anyway I was genuinely terrified that perhaps the night, the, the world would end that, that evening and uh, my parents had to had to console me because I, I, was, I was thinking, oh, if it actually happens, I'm not, I'm not quite ready for it, and that, I was actually frightened, which surprised me because I think a lot of People's attitude towards apocalypse is—it's almost like a, a hope. Like they're, mm. they're looking forward to it because they think, "Well, I haven't really enjoyed this life. People are getting at me or whatever, and we'll show them all." And uh, well, certainly a biblical. A big, b- b- the biblical apocalypse does promise a fair bit. And, yeah. you know, you know. It, it,
1: and
2: it, yeah, I mean, everything sort of gets sorted out, and the, the good people get a medal, and the, the bad, forty thousand bad people, <laughs> people get, <laughs> yeah.
3: get.
4: But,
1: it's
3: total damnation. Even, Imagine even being a forty thousand in first person.
1: Oh, this <laughs> is list. I can't. Quite let's good. line you all up in order of goodness.
0: Five Oh,
1: wow! It always happens. But yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think there is there is, and this is one of the one of the promises that a lot of lot of the religions which have a nice big tide in apocalypse have. But um, I'm not sure myself whether mm-hmm. I would look forward to it. I mean, I had uh, my I had a similar situation to yours, but. Um, I don't know if anyone else had this. A particular moment they remember of the child when they thought they were going to die.
3: Uh, well, I, I share um, uh, next one. I think I remember that instance. And the, the, At my school, it was a big thing to have watched. There were two TV programs, actually, which did almost exactly the same thing. They happened within a year of each other. And the first one, it was due to finish in some time in the evening. And I remember being very worried at my parents about this and kind of uh, concerned at their lack of concern. Mm. Uh, the, <laughs> the they would just put a brave face on for you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. You know. um, and the other one was uh, it, uh, it was due to happen uh, someone had decrypted bits of the Bible by, in an English translation of the Bible, the letters of the words until they found the words Reagan and Thatcher appearing enough times and determined... <laughs> determine, and the a code. <laughs> they, they had oh, leftover okay. letters as well. And, um, <laughs> it would. And uh, they determined it was going to finish about sometime 11 o'clock in the morning and me and my friends were f- considered ourselves very fortunate because we had a swimming lesson that day so we'd be underwater oh. so we'd be kind of like probably a bit protected compared to everybody else.
1: You're the kind of person that if a lift is plummeting jumps at the last second <laughs> up in the air, aren't you? Because you think you you'll get away with it.
4: I remember walking past Acton Burley School uh, just as the uh, Large Hadron Collider was being turned on. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> seeing that, yeah. Kids, well, not, not quite exactly, like, uh, around the day that it was and seeing kids standing outside going, Look so apparently the world's going to end. <laughs> <Just laughs> absolutely. That's, that, that's their
1: moment. That's their moment. I mean, mine, was, mine was when, mine was when, and it wasn't an Armageddon scenario rather than just me and everyone I know dying scenario, which was, mm. I was absolutely convinced that Skylab was going to fall on my house. When It fell down, yeah. which was I think seventy nine, eighty, something like
2: that. It didn't really fall on anything.
1: It fell it? on somewhere in, in Australia, I think, in the end, or in the oh, sea. Oh, in but Australia's there was a, they didn't. There was there was this big. They drew this line on Newsround, <laughs> how irresponsible <laughs> can it be hat. they drew this line and said it's going to land on this 13 Haggerston Road <laughs> and... but now they drew this line around the world and said um, you know, this is the orbit of it and it could so and they said and the, the orbit it does take it over the UK it could drop anywhere they probably then said and the chances of falling on, on your house therefore is minuscule which, which of course we didn't listen to or I didn't listen to. so <laughs> well, I went to bed minuscule com- yeah, yeah, and, and well, that, that
0: doesn't mean anything mean, anyway yeah.
1: because A it's always how spelled how. wrong yes <laughs> um, yes, yeah. <laughs>
2: Don't point at Nick as if it's no, him indeed. No, pick it, it up. He corrected he it. it. I missed it. He corrected it. He's um, an
1: excellent proofreader and sub editor, by the way, our yes. friend Nick.
5: <laughs> um, Waited for weddings, parties,
2: subbing. <laughs> <Yeah. But there's laughs> it's got to land somewhere, and the yeah. place it does land. You might say, well, the chances of it landing there were minuscule, but it did land yes, there, no, absolutely. and hence the idea of it being minuscule everywhere else is immediately vitiated by that. Well, at no, that pro- point, pro- it's 10 to 1 after
3: the event, Yes, we've noticed. Yes, that, that is... That and, but the that's,
2: is. that's the logic that you use, isn't it? It's like, if it lands on my house, it will have been won, and yeah. therefore <laughs> all your nonsense about it being minuscule is rubbish. is rubbish, is Or will, will have been rubbish.
4: <laughs> <laughs> which is presumably part of the appeal of the kind of end of the world. So
2: what what, Image, what, what was w- everyone's Y two K preparations? Uh, round, I got a lot of
1: beer temple. in. Got a fair yeah. bit of beer in. Got in the um, swimming pool. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Make sure I jumped when the lift landed. Uh, <laughs> I was on a roof. Um, but uh, did he did yeah, you actually do
2: anything in order thinking? Well, it could be. No, I mean, obviously uh, the world isn't going to end yeah. in sort of fire and I kind of point, worked out it? that wasn't going to happen. I think well, I, I I backed up my computer and I bought three cans of. Canned vegetables.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How long could you happen? have eked out three cans of canned vegetables? Three days, I think. Right. But by
2: then you would have been able to work out: is is it going to be so awful that I don't want to live anymore, or is it just like exactly the same as normal,
1: and I don't want to live anymore? So but that was that was um, that plays <laughs> into the the song we're playing next, which is not live. This is this is. um the young Marble Giants from ooh 19... 80. 80, 80 I think. Eighty um, with final day which um, which is the scenario that Mum is describing so it fits very nicely. <laughs>